This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Well, everyone, welcome back to the pod. Uh, we promise to try and be as positive as we can on today's shorter Monday edition, but I must admit I can't promise that. Uh, well, for obvious reasons, I guess. Um, so we'll obviously discuss the loss versus Norwich. That's what three on the bounce now. Uh, we'll discuss the youth and women's update, fans' questions, and of course we'll preview Wigan on Wednesday. And you know, a bit of audio sandwiched in as always. But before we get into all that nonsense, um, Andy, welcome back to the pod, mate. You're right. Yeah, I'm not too bad. Obviously, I went Norwich. I I don't know why I keep doing it to myself. Am I still going to go Wigan? Yeah, why not? Mate, you're a mug. Mug. I'm a massive (laughs) mug, mate. I will admit that. Well, good on you, mate. I feel sorry for your bank balance, but that's fine. Um, How was the trip down to Norwich? Was it okay? Yeah, it wasn't too bad. We didn't really have any traffic or anything. So, you know, still four hours, but it, it wasn't that bad. Well, there's about, what, 10 hours, 12 hours of your life, if you include the match and all the preview and all the, yeah. that business? Bearing in mind, yeah. I was in Derby the night before, so I had to get a train even earlier than the coaches to you know, get down there. So probably a good 15, 16 hours of my life was spent with the game and travelling. Uh, well, if it makes you feel any better, mate, all the uh, Stoke players were in a nice, comfy coach on the way back. Um, so, yeah, feel sorry for them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you. Uh, Dan? As always, mate, welcome back. I am good, thank you, yes. Um, so I was at a wedding Saturday afternoon, so I managed obviously just to try and catch some highlights here and there where I could. Um, so yeah, I didn't didn't get to see and didn't didn't do the long trip down to uh, Norfolk either. No, I, I don't blame you, mate, to be honest. It's... I mean, I I've don't, been before. I've been before. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. it's a nice it's city. A it's a gruel road trip. Somebody needs to build a motorway. <laughs> <laughs> it is a roads all the way, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I say it's it's an, it's a it's a nice place. I think I've been a couple of times for work, if I'm honest with you, but um, never been to the stadium. But yeah, either way, um, not a trip I plan on making anytime soon. So what I'll do, I'll go give you my thoughts first. I normally ask both of you, um, really, in general. So I just. I must admit, I was thinking through what I was going to say and how I was going to say it, and it's just a bit deflated is probably the the right word for it. I mean, I, I messaged you, Dan, on on Saturday, and I think I think I think you were in the chat, Andy. I uh, was just saying that you know 
we're going to record this on the Saturday instead of the Sunday 10 o'clock like we are now. And I just couldn't be bothered. It, it completely, I don't know, beat it out of me, uh, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, I just want to jump straight into the, the key issue that's obviously we are struggling with finishing. We've obviously got a very big issue with finishing right now. Um, and, you know, I think I'm, I'm keen to get your guys' opinion on this before I go too deep into what I think about the game. But um, what what is it that's causing this particular issue with our finishing? Is it is it confidence? Um, is it, you know, a mentality thing? I mean, are, are we consciously or subconsciously talking ourselves out of it when we go 1-0 down? I mean, I, I guess if they know the answer, they could sort it out. But, I mean, what, what's your boys thinking on this? Is, is this a conscious confidence thing or is this something a little bit more uh deeper rooted in the, in the club I, I don't i don't really know it's happened for us for even before this season you go back to sometimes in the premier league days we struggle with it but i i, I don't know what's up you know we, we don't like to to see it we 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 were the better team against norwich stats wise and we've said that so much up so much lately but I, I don't know it could quite literally be a confidence thing that nothing's coming off at the moment and it's just making you know the strikers not be them normal selves. Well, it's that thing, mate. You mentioned stats. You know, we can talk about stats. And we, we, Christ, do, do you remember the days when we were beating West Brom every five minutes? And yep. I, mean, I know, I know, we beat them recently. But what <laughs> did we used to say about West Brom when they were tippy tappy at the round the back and playing it left to right and nice little bits of football? And then we go and beat them. And it was always the case of doesn't matter. We beat them. Doesn't make a difference how we played. You know, exactly. would we would we want to play like that and lose? And look at us. We're doing exactly the same thing that they did. Um, so. For me, that that is a obviously a major issue, and and let's not shy away from the fact that our our position in this league is is really quite concerning actually. And I wouldn't, I mean, I know there's not many points between the you know the, the top whatever, and and obviously us very very close, much closer to the bottom. But um, I mean, Rory Dan asked if you know we thought that we were at risk of going down. Um, I don't. For me, I don't think there's a simple yes or no answer to that, mate. I mean, you, you look at it at the minute and you think, surely not. You know, look at the team on, on paper and you think, surely we've got far too much to kind of go down. Um, and, you know, sadly, you have to look and, and think, well, hang on. We're not in a good place. We're not scoring goals. We're not winning games. Uh, and putting it simply, we're a bang average team right now. So when one or two of our star players aren't performing nothing comes together. So, I mean, in answer to your question from my perspective, um, we've got to, we've got to beat Wigan. We've got to beat Wigan. Uh, I don't, I don't think we can have a fourth defeat on the trot. uh, And we've got to find a way of getting into this international break higher than we are now, or we are in a very tricky situation come December, January period. So Dan, do we look like a team who could go down? Or are we just going through a bit of a blip? We obviously we could get relegated. I think it's a very very small chance that we do at this stage. Um, I mean, look at West Brom. West Brom, what rot mop of the league? Look absolutely dreadful, and they've got players in there like you know Swift, um, you know um, the the other. Guy, they've got um, Mowerton, but they've got some really good sort of creative players in there, and they, they can't score a goal. So the championship's a brutal league when you're not doing very well. It can easily because the games come so thick and fast. Mm-hmm. If you have a spell where you're down and 
and you're struggling to pick yourself up and turn it around, then all of a sudden you can go four, five, six, seven, eight games, you know, in, in this bad run with before you've even realised. Um, I don't think Alex Neal's a manager who would who would let that happen. Tony Pulis was really good at it, wasn't he? If we you know, if we'd lost three in a row, you knew that next game it wouldn't be pretty. It wouldn't be a great one to watch, but pretty much guaranteed it'd be like nil-nil. <laughs> and it'd just be like, well, okay, well, we've, you've broke the cycle. You've not lost. You've got a clean sheet and you build on the back of that and then going forward into your next game. <clears throat> and I think Alex Neal, for me, he's a similar, he's got a similar kind of mindset. He's, he's very sort of switched on to stuff like that and not letting things escalate, I, I think. So, I to me, I can't see us being anywhere near the bottom three come May. I think everyone's a bit down at the minute because obviously that's what three defeats in a row does to you, doesn't it? it, it yeah, knocks, knocks everybody, you know, everyone's confidence and everybody's belief and you know, feeling as to what we're going to do. Uh, same as when we'd run them games back to back and people were, you know, championers for a playoff push. It's just, you know, it's just the mentality of obviously, like I say, of having back to back defeats. Um, yeah, we could do with a nice couple of wins, though, like you said. We could do. We need a couple, nice couple of results before the World Cup, just well, to give us a bit of, you know. So the 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 approach that month with a positive mentality, and they're looking up as rather than down. Well, that's it, man. I mean, I think if you look at our next few games, I mean, you know, obviously we've got Wigan. Let's just forget about that one for now. Yeah, you know, we're at home to Birmingham. Well, Luke Birmingham aren't a push over this season. They know how to find the net. So, you know, they're scoring a couple of goals. Who's going to come back? Scott Hogan. Um, so he's going to be up for it. We're at home. We can't bloody buy a win at home right now. So that's not going to be an easy game by any stretch. Then who returns? Nathan Jones returns. So we then got, you know, Luton at home the next game. Two, ga- two games of us. We probably don't want home games right now, as bad as this is. And then guess where we are next? West Brom away, so we, we <laughs> are West Brom going to need a win going into that game? What's going to happen? Upturn the charity again. So the the next few games, mate, are huge games, absolutely huge games. If we lose two of them three, just as an example, we're in serious trouble coming into the that winter period. Forget top six, we'll be nowhere near it. Um, it will be fighting to even stay level with last season's 14th place just it just feels a bit of a mess um we'll we'll talk about those fixtures near to the time um i just don't know mate i I mean andy obviously you went to the game mate were were there any standout performers did anyone come away with any real credit from that for you nick powell even though he missed some sitters yeah he might have missed that chance early on but you know, whenever he's been out injured and he's come back and he's come off the bench, we've always said he's made that difference. And he did that yet again. Um, I wouldn't say anyone really deserves any plaudits. It's just, you know, it, it's lacklustre. We are taking, we're not taking the chances that we make. I think even, like I say, with stats-wise, we were the better team. And, you know, you, you should be able to, convert stats into results and what goes on in the game but I, I, I don't know uh, three losses on the bounce Fossey played a rise yeah I mean, obviously, like I said I've only seen highlights what yeah. I've been able to catch you in there 
Um, but everything that we did going forward, especially when it was one nil, I think we had, you know, obviously you put one on a plate for Round and T, put one mm-hmm. on a plate for Powell, both sort of, you know, well struck crosses. You know, they were direct and they were yeah. you know, strong. And I think both of them, you know, probably that that probably made the chance a little bit harder for both of them. But you'd yeah. still expect them to hit the target, and yeah. neither of them did. I... And then I think as well. I've seen that sort of penalty claim with Fossu on Hanley, and I I can't. I think I watched it back again, and I think he, I don't think he touches the ball. I think the fact the ball is so close, you can understand why the ref hasn't given because the yeah. ball's sort of in amongst both the legs. But I think Hanley just sort of you know, takes all the man and doesn't actually get any of the ball. Yeah, the penalty shot was definitely a penalty. I will I will be honest with that. But and that that's like. All three of them chances were why the, the game was still 1-0. Yeah, like the, the way I see it, in short, is if you remember Middlesbrough away last season, we play all right, we go 3-0 down, then Powell just comes off the bench and scores late on. It's the exact same script. But do you know, that Middlesbrough game, though, we were, we never we didn't create any real chances, did we, in that game? No. We were dre- it was dreadful, or at least... At least we were in the game here. We were still creating yeah. chances and making opportunities. We just same old thing of not not taking the chances that we make. Yeah, it's one of them. No matter what manager we have, we will always be a charity. Well, I'll ask you a question then, right? So, if we're thinking about the strikers that we've got, you know, I mean, I don't need to run through them really because everyone knows who they are. Have we put these players on a pedestal that they don't deserve? Or are they all just having issues? Are they not good enough? Because you talk about Delap, unproven player, as great as his pedigree is, and you know, he, I think he set up the goal for Powell. I think, if I remember right. Yeah, he did. Um, so you know, he's he's done that a couple of times now, so that's fine. Um, Gale, again, historically has been good. He's been a good performer. You got Ty and you got Brown. Obviously, he's just coming back and uh, and bits like that. So, I mean, Jacob Brown's been just... a great finisher, has he? No, well, but he got fourteen last goals season. last season, didn't he? Yeah, a lot of them were sort of like sort of sniffed in and around, weren't they? Like rebounds and stuff like that. Ways anticipation was good, but he's he's missed his fair few sitters. Even last season, he missed sitters, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, all we had things he did some very good finishes there, mate, from the edge of the box and tight angles. That's oh, what sticks in my mind. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I think he improved leaps and bounds. I'm just saying that it's not a new thing for Brown to, to miss chances, that's all. But are these players just bang average or below average, frankly? Um, or, again, it's, it's a difficult question because we all know that, well, we don't all know about Delap. Let's, let's let's not pretend that we know what he's like and he's a great goal. So we've seen him in the youth ranks. Going from youth into, you know, championship football is a big step. Um, I, I'm not going to come down on him for that very reason. But, you know, again, I, don't, I think I'd love to see Gale just in that kind of frontline centre attacking position where he can get on the end of crosses that maybe Fosu and Co can give him. I want to see him in that position. Um, but we'll come back to that because that's part of my actual team later on. Um, I just, I don't know, mate. I'm trying to, I'm trying to pick holes in this somewhere, somewhere. And I think the fact is that none of us probably listening to this can really know for sure where the issue is. Obviously, we can't get anything from a game where we go one nil down. So we better hope that Wigan don't go and score first. Um, although their home form is pretty atrocious. Um, 
so yeah, I, I'm not going to go into any more than that. I think we've, unless there's anything you, either of you boys want to kind of discuss, I'm happy to leave it there because I'd like to move on to hopefully what might be a bit more of a positive result, to be honest. That's there's, fun, your there's your answer. There's your answer. There we go. Brilliant. That's what I wanted to hear. Thank you. Um, all right. Lovely. Well, actually, before we kind of go too far ahead, though, uh, obviously, we've got some um, audio from the, uh, from the, of course, the Norwich camp. Uh, no doubt they'll be a little bit happier. So let's have a quick listen to what they had to say as well. I think it was a game lacking in quality, really. Um, a sort of typical championship game, if you will, with two sides who maybe didn't produce the the good moments they needed to as regularly as they would have liked to. Um, Alex Neal spoke after the game that he didn't feel his side did did things well in, in either box and he felt Norwich did that, which was the difference. I think it was a game from which neither fan will come away feeling particularly positive about um, their side's prospects for the future. But I'd, I was impressed by a lot of the things that Stoke did and if um, you know Nick Powell could have finished a, a very good chance to make it one all, and there were other good moments. Um, I think Jacob Brown had a, a good chance that he fired into the side netting as well. It could have been a very different game, so I was quite impressed by Stoke, and I'd say from that game, um, I'd be encouraged a little bit as a Stoke fan, but again, not a great match to watch, and not one high in quality, unfortunately. Lovely, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, again, you're right. I think we, we didn't exactly take our chances. Um, absolutely not. I think that was clear to see. Um, and, you know, hopefully next time you come uh, here, we can sort out our home form and uh, get ourselves a, a win. That'd be, well, a bit more of a positive result at the very least. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much. We'll catch up with you uh, later in the season. Um, and, Dan, uh, man of the match polls, mate. Um, how's that gone? Hopefully there's some standouts, although... Bit of a tricky game to try and pick a man of the match for, I think. Yeah, I mean, what actually the overwhelming and runaway man of the match is somebody that we never actually mentioned at all during that whole <laughs> period. Okay. Any idea who it may be? Um, Phil Jagielka. Yeah, Phil Jagielka got 63% of the vote. Okay. So yeah. is that the first time he's had man of the match this season, Dan? I can't remember. I don't think so, it is, is it? Yeah, I mean, he's he obviously didn't start in the team, did he, at the, uh, no. at the beginning of the season? But he's actually been doing quite well since he's come in, and uh, that's he's he got man of the match at home to Rotherham as well. Ah, uh, I was thinking he might have had one. Uh, yeah, he actually was very good that game, wasn't he? Um, yeah. Any funny uh, other predictions, or who was second and third actually? Before we get onto that. Yeah, just move, ignore the rest. Move on, me. yeah. You can <laughs> yeah. tell we've really enjoyed the last performance, can't you? <laughs> so Fosu got 11%, and then Powell and Clark got 6%. Uh, the crossbar was added by Oliver Haywood, and going shopping with the missus, Tim Hall said. <laughs> so they both uh, they got added on to the end as well. Uh, October, player of the month has now been sorted. Okay. So, who who would you, you guys say is your player of the month? Fosu. It's got to be Tariq. Yeah. So, Tariq Fosu got 153 points during October. Nice. Phil Jagielka, 152. So, just one point behind. But yes, Tariq Fosu is our October player of the month. Well done to him. 
he's a very, very consistent, hasn't he? Since he's moved upfield, he's uh, definitely a different animal. Oh, mate, spot on. Absolutely different player entirely. It's yeah, almost I mean... like you're playing him in his correct position. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, just wanted to. I was thinking as well. You know, we were talking about the the game, and I, I was going to ask what you know Alex Neal's thinking uh, may have been at the minute. And uh, luckily for everyone listening, I've managed to track down some top secret audio from Alex, his assistant manager, and even Alex's missus. So, Ooh. take a listen to this. I just wish it was as easy to solve my problems. Yeah, it's not though, is it, boss? Not unless we can sign some decent players. Why don't you do a Sam Allardyce and bring in a loan signing from one of the big clubs? Oh, TV, TV, me. A loan signing? You stick to the beauty business, love. Let me worry about the football. I lay awake all night last night, Dodsy. Oh, hi, boss. Then me, you should have given me a shout. Be numbing an iron to know how we can get out of this mess, you know. Anyway, I've come up with a plan. Oh, nice one, boss. What is it? Well, we can't afford any decent players, right? So, we bring in a loan signing. A loan signing? Oh, brilliant, boss. Isn't that what you're missing? A goal-scoring midfielder who's been warm on the bench, you'd say, somewhere like Real Madrid. You know, a modern-day Maradona. Now, obviously, that wasn't Alex or anyone to do with Stoke, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, in fact, Mike Bassett. I think it was called Football Manager, filmed in the 90s, mid to late 90s, I think it might have been. Christ, it may even been bit more recent than that but yeah i just thought you know a bit of a funny clip uh slightly edited a little bit to make it make a bit more sense but uh, i just thought it might uh lighten the mood a little bit uh to be honest <laughs> uh so what, what do you boys think of that quite quite apt you can imagine that conversation going on can't you You can you can you know what i think we should do what get a loan sign him you think hey tell you what last time we signed somebody from uh, the ex-rail madrid that went really well don't you think yeah, very true. All right, Andy, you stick to the vlogging. You <laughs> to me about... <laughs> what yeah, about Barcelona? We... we had Bojan. We also had Hesse as well. Let's, uh, see that yeah, we don't there. mention that character. We don't anymore. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, in terms of uh, some bits that we've had in, so we asked everyone, anyone if they wanted to give any comments. Now, I'm going to be honest, after the full-time whistle, we got a lot of comments coming through. Um, most of them were just angry comments, so I'm not going to mention those. But um, So P2P underscore Alex on Twitter said he wants us to discuss, and he uses the word obvious, goalkeeping issue. So we discussed this off and on a little bit in the last couple of weeks, so I'm not going to go into an absolute you know, barrage of, of information here, right? It's, I, don't, I don't think the first goal's of Joe's fault. Second goal, potentially, doesn't get a stronger hand to it. But, you know, the, the third one's also not his fault. Like, it's one of them. People give Joe Bursic a lot of stick, and people are probably going to hate me for saying this, but half the goals, if not more, he concedes aren't his fault. No, no, it's a fair point, mate. I, I see, I don't... I don't necessarily think Joe is an amazing goalkeeper. Uh, I think he's a championship goalkeeper. I don't oh, yeah, think he's, sure. defi- he's definitely no more than that. Um, I think if we had a bit more of a confident team and a team that was scoring goals, you know, I think we would definitely be winning more games. I mean, we need to sort out that defence. We're still weak in areas, but yeah, we I don't think you can just put it all at Joe's door. I really don't. And I don't think Bonham would come in and do any better by any stretch either. No. So, I mean, what what's that player that um we keep being linked with? I think what's his face? Oh, Daniel uh, Alan, Wilson. Yeah, D- Alan Nixon report um, kind of is kind of linked us to him again. I think that one's just too obvious not to not to do. We to be him. honest with you, 
Um, so he's going to come in, and then I think he's on about apparently wanting a new centre back and a striker. How many centre backs do we want? I mean, is Ta- is Taylor clearly not in the plans? I mean, Taylor's probably going to go out on loan. Will they I'll get rid of Jacks? I know, yeah. Jacks yeah. is only here on us until January, isn't he, anyway? You would, but surely you would sign Jacks back up at the very minimum for his so experience. Whether he wants to do it himself. I mean, why wouldn't he, though, mate? He's on the team sheet. He's paid nicely. No one else is going to offer him the wages we're going to offer him. He's local. I mean, it'd be stupid not to sign on to at least till the end of the season. Yeah, true. But maybe Alex thinks he's, you know, he can get a better player in for less money. Or I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's a no-brainer to keep him personally. But I don't get the striker thing. But I, I don't know. As Dan's just said, how many more strikers do we want? And who, who's going to come in that's available, free or cheap? Well, they well, have to be free, let's be honest. Um, well, I or, think or he's, that, that's it though, isn't it? I think the report says that he's going to ask for, he's asking for a bit of money. So he's maybe going to be hoping that we're going to shop at levels that we weren't shopping at the, in the summer. So we upgrade him from Lidl to Morrison's? or Yeah, yeah. So we're not quite at Waitrose yet. But... <laughs> Yeah, we like I say yeah, we're up from up from Lidl and we're, we're going up to Morrison's. But we're still going to looking for a, a buy one get one free offer at the same time, yeah. Yeah, we're going to Sainsbury's in the summer. Waitrose next year. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, mate, because the FFP will be a little bit lighter next year, won't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, on the cool. basic issue, I think like I say, you got something on all three goals, didn't he? And. Um, you would, yeah, I think the a good thing of a goalkeeper is that you have strong wrists and can push them shots wide. I think it is harsh. There was, I mean, the first one was a good save from Puki. It just, it was one of them ones. It, it, you know, we've got players all around. It could have fell anywhere and it fell to the, you know, the, the Norwich player that was there. Um, the second goal was, I actually watched that back again, looking like how are we actually doing defensively? And we had like, you know, all the back four there. Clark was nice, neatly tucked in. He'd obviously learned from the other day. <laughs> and they were all doing the job. They were all marking up. Some players were even double marked. The midfielder all there, nice and tight in front of the defence. And it was just a very good bit of skill and trickery once they just left Fox behind. And that's not a dig at Fox because it was... That was more a good goal from Norwich than a poorly defended one from Stoke. That second goal. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, I think I think they just again it's teams with movement, teams who are fluid at movement and move the ball quick. We we always we just seem to struggle against. It's been a long time now that we've had those issues. We look, look far too static when we're not in possession. Yeah, we do. As you said, but that's been an ongoing um, thing for a while on it. That, but okay. Well, let's just see how the goalkeeping goes between them. I've, I, Iverson will clearly come in. Um, it might spoil the end for Joe, to be honest with you. I don't think Joe's going to play second fiddle again. So we'll see. Um, anyway, moving swiftly on. Dan, under 18s, women's, etc. There was a, a few games this week. There was indeed. So we've got some good news under 21s. Um, they faced Burnley this week. It was a one-all draw. Nathan Lowe again on the score sheet, making himself quite a habit for that young lad, just turned 17. 
scoring plenty of goals. Maybe he's the striker Alex Neal will be, uh, <laughs> be looking for. <laughs> Who knows, eh? Uh, but the good news is that Harry Sutor did 90 minutes in that game. Okay. 90 minutes. So nice. that was last Thursday. He wasn't involved on Saturday. Ooh. Could he be involved on Wednesday, do we think? What, what do you reckon? Um, without a shadow of a doubt, mate. And I'm not gonna I'm gonna give you an early sneak peek. He's in my team for Wednesday night. Starting. Starting. Oh bloody hell, look at you go. Well, <laughs> I think uh Monday night we under twenty one well I don't think this, but this is fact. Under twenty ones play West Brom Monday night away. And if he doesn't play in that game, I think that will give a pretty good indication. I bet Alex Neal hates that as well, doesn't he? The fact that whether Suter plays or not will be indicating to the opposition whether he's going to play on Wednesday. Yeah. They can put him on the bench and just not play him. I bet he's like, I'm I'm going to play him for 45 minutes on Monday. That'll confuse him. (laughs) Or he could give give it to someone else. I don't know, he's a bit too tall, but I don't know. Fake it. Just put put a moustache on on someone. <laughs> um, you know, put, just put Suter on. Just let, let's just do what it has to do to to, fum, to fumble it, mate. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think I think he's spot on. I think if the fact he's got ninety minutes under his belt, what two? The prior game seventy minutes. Is that right? Yeah, forty five, forty five, seventeen, and ninety. If yeah. I mean, we obviously have to bear in mind has he had any adverse reaction? That was you know after that. But if there isn't any, if if there's no adverse reaction, then game in. Suppose, we clearly would never have found out if there's any adverse reactions because we don't get told anything about injuries, do we? <laughs> Ever. Um, yeah. Yes, so, yeah, that's the under-21s. Like I say, they're playing West Brom this week. Uh, got a solid point at home to Burnley in the Premier League Cup. Um, that ended our Premier League Cup run because we'd already lost a couple of games earlier on in the group stage. So, yeah, back to the action in West Brom. Let's see if Sutar gets a run out there and if Nathan Lowe can grab some more goals. Uh, the under 18s now they travelled all the way up to Sunderland. Everyone, everyone had a long journey, didn't they, on Saturday? I'm still recovering, mate. <laughs> so yeah, we went all the way up to Sunderland and drew nil nil. So that was um, yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, very much. Nathan Lowe played in that game as well, by the way. <laughs> just just to champion the Nathan Lowe fan club who seem to be in this section right now. Um, but yes, there is that. So that was nil nil. Uh, the under 18s this week are also away at West Brom on Saturday, and that is in the under 18s cup. So yeah, that's 11 a.m. kickoff on Saturday. The women, so the women went to Stockport. We heard uh, Lou Roberts, that was on our Facebook, wasn't it? She, uh, you know, her thing was her uh, audio from last week was on there. And she told us that they were going to Stockport for a cup game. Yep. And they went there and they won 2 0. But hey, back to anyways. So, yes. So, well done to the women. Obviously, they had back to back defeats and they've showed some good character there. Uh, Royston Cavell and Callum Barber scored 2 0 win, get through to the next round of the cup. And they are actually at home next Sunday, home to Nottingham Forest women. So, a long overdue home game on a Saturday. I actually think, uh, on a Sunday, should I say, sorry, it's only the second home Sunday game they've had all season. So, yeah, uh, yeah. they've got quite a few home games coming up. In fact, the next four league games are all at home. Um, But it just so happens that 
they are spread the next <laughs> yeah spread out in November December and two in January so we don't play away from home again in the league until February now well you know what that means mate we've got a perfect opportunity to actually go down and watch it we were going to do it last season towards the end but obviously family I think got in the way but um we're gonna have to we're gonna have to go and watch one soon yeah I think I might pencil in that one next Saturday. I think next Sunday. I keep saying Saturday. Isn't it? It's Sunday. Sunday, two o'clock kickoff, Emory Stadium. Yeah, let's go. All right, sound well. Well done to the women. Yes, well done to the women. Um, yeah, that's pretty much pretty much rounds up the uh, the action from like say the, the other sides at the club. Okay. Um, not much news to report. I don't think, Mike, since we last recorded. No, not much going on at all, mate, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, we'll move swiftly on to hopefully what's going to be a bit more positive, uh, which is, uh, of course, Wigan away on Wednesday. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Now, to mix it up a little bit, uh, I normally ask you straight away for your uh, stats. So I'm going to give you 30 seconds or so to, to get your stats ready. But uh, we're going to be starting with the audio from the opposition this time. Uh, so Barry from the Progress with Unity Wigan pod uh, has kindly sent us some audio as well. So a couple of minutes long, get some really good insight here. So, uh, yeah, I'll let you uh, listen to what you had to say. Barry Worthington here from the Progress with Unity Wigan Athletic podcast. Thank you for inviting me along uh, to do a bit of a preview ahead of our meeting on Wednesday at the DW Stadium. Uh, This seems to be already uh, a six-pointer, and um, with our own form being the worst in the division, I'm sure you must fancy your chances. But, But although the form has been pretty poor with just one win and four draws, the performances uh well, yesterday and uh, against Blackburn were, were quite special. Um, we played really well in both of those games, uh, but unfortunately we lost against um, Watford on Saturday with a, an 87th minute goal. Uh, we hit the bar in the in, with the last kick of the game, which could have salvaged a point for us. And uh, against Blackburn, we totally outplayed them. Although it was only one nil, it could have been. Uh, three or four, to be honest with you. Uh, the other games, obviously, it's uh, been a little bit of a, an eye-opener. Uh, we've taken three absolute pastings, and uh, Cardiff City, of all teams, and Burnley give us a, a good run. And then uh, Middlesbrough, who were in the bottom three at the time, had only got one point on the travels from seven games, and came and did us 4-1, and that could have been five or six. So it's a little bit uh, little bit harrowing at times at all. 
Uh, but I'm hoping, uh, we've switched the formation around a little bit, I'm hoping that uh, Saturday, I know last away game at QPR, uh, were a sign of things to come because we looked a lot more balanced and stable. Uh, if you want a couple of players to look out for in the Wigan Athletic side, uh, Jack Watmore, centre-back, absolutely superb player, class above. And uh, we got him from Portsmouth last summer in, in, on a free transfer. Unbelievable. Uh, 25 years of age. He's first season in the Championship and he's, he looks really, really good. Um, also, with Graham Shinney seems to have come in, into his own. Uh, we signed him from Derby County on transfer deadline day in January and he didn't get much games. I think he only played five games last season for us. Uh, he, he's just got a, an extended run in the side now and he's he's real class. And also, uh, an old player of yours, uh, Jordan Cousins, who's been out injured. You'll not be surprised to hear. He's had two lengthy spells out last season and uh, he's missed most of this season so far. He's only, he's only made three appearances for us, but he's been close to man of the match in each one of those. And uh, he's he's given us a little bit of stability in midfield as well. So that could be uh, a player for you to look out for. Up front, uh, Will Keane, uh, Nathan Broadhead and Josh McGuinness have uh, been doing the, the business for us. Charlie Wyke is injured again. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I'm looking. I'm looking forward to Wednesday. Uh, it's only a short trip for you lads coming up the M6, so it should be uh, should be a good atmosphere and a big six pointer. Uh, I'm hoping for a Wigan Athletic win, which I'm going to go for. Uh, even though I see Nick Powell's back and scoring, I'm going to go for a two 0 Latics win. Uh, best of luck for the rest of the season, as long as it doesn't mean that you're above us. So, uh, yeah, take care and uh, best of luck. So, worst home form in the league, and I know I'm, I'm skipping ahead in some respects. I might be covering some of your stats off, but he, this is what he said. So, yeah, so uh, worst home form in the league, they need a win. Um, he mentions Jordan Cousins returning. And, of course, one person he didn't mention who was returning is James McLean. Now, this, along with the fact that they need a win, um, they they got the worst home form in the league, is this not just setting it up to lose again? <laughs> it feels like everything's against us on this one. Um, yeah, that takes me nicely into your stats. So, um, I, I don't know, there's probably a... Oh, there's no quiz tonight. I was going to say there's probably a quiz for players coming back to haunt us or something from you, Dan, but... Um, yeah, there's, there's, there's no quiz tonight, mate. But I thought that there's one for you. Players who actually come back to haunt us and score against us. I'm sure you can add James McLean and Jordan Cousins gain a hat trick to that one on Wednesday. Um, anyway, yeah. So stats wise, Dan, what what we're looking like for Wednesday? So we have played Wigan 35 times, 13 wins, 13 draws, nine defeats. At Wigan, we have four wins, seven draws, and six defeats. The first meeting between the sides wasn't actually until 1990, whilst the first meeting in either of the top two divisions didn't take place until October 2003. So it's actually quite a very modern sort of um, head-to-head record as well, isn't it? Because yeah. you know, <laughs> some of these uh, head-to-heads go back 100 years before this one started. <laughs> 
Um, as you sort of mentioned there, Wigan are bottom of the home table with six points from nine games, while Stoke are 11th in the away table with 11 points from their nine away games. Uh, the last eight games sees Wigan in 23rd position with six points. So that was two wins and six defeats in the last eight games, while Stoke are just above them with eight points from the last eight games, which sits them in 17th in the form league. Um, Wigan have led for just 54 minutes at home all season, which averages out at just six minutes per home game they're in front. That is tragically bad. <laughs> yeah, um, strangely though, uh, guess who's playing them next? <laughs> well, you know Stoke's awful record about, is it four wins from 64 or something? It's more than that, out? it's something like 86 now. Right, there you go. So four wins from 86 when we've conceded first, yeah? Well, Wigan have scored the first goal nine times in 17 games this season. Oh, they've conceded first in seven of 17 with one nil-nil draw, when obviously neither team scored first. Um, so, yeah, so that, that might have to be a stat when we, <laughs> we do from now on to work out if we've got a chance. <laughs> are, these, are these a team who always score first? Yes. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, bet on a, lo- bet, bet on a loss. Um, couple of other points. Uh, Nick Powell. So if he plays against Wigan on Wednesday, it will be his 100th Potter's appearance. And obviously, as an ex-Wigan player, he also enjoys playing them. He's played them three times in his career, winning all three games and netting himself a goal in the process. So he might be a good one to get back in the starting lineup, especially you know, now he's got a bit of confidence, hopefully, from that finish towards the end, although he didn't look too impressed it with it. It was a bit of frustration, <laughs> wasn't it, with his shot? It was. He, he did, I don't think he cared where the ball ended off. He just wanted a leathery one. Didn't he? <laughs> uh, and the other player hitting a milestone in this game, if he plays, is Morgan Fox, who will notch up his 50th Stoke appearance. Okay, lovely. Um Andy, did you get any time to get any stats, mate? Any bit yeah, of sleep already, for the rest of the day? I've already got mine already, already done and dusted on the way back from Norwich. So, yeah, me being a good man, I will add to um, your quick Nick Powell fact about appearances. It will also mean that he overtakes the amount of appearances he made for Wigan because he only made ninety-nine for them. I did only on ninety-nine. Yeah, I'll research. But um, yeah, obviously Wigan were three 0 winners last time we played them in 2020 at home um, and they are looking for consecutive league wins against Stoke for the first time and as we've said it'll be the 33rd league meeting between the two teams as well uh, we are obviously winless in seven league visits to Wigan five draws and two losses since a 1-0 win back in 2005 under Tony Pulis in the championship um, Wigan have won fewer points at home than any other side in the championship this season as you know that Dan's mentioned with them picking up only six points in nine home games. Um, we have lost the last three championship matches, failing to score on two occasions. And the last time we lost four in a row was September 2019. So doesn't look very good. And um, a quick fact about Wigan's team is that they named the oldest starting 11 on average age. Do you want to take a guess at what that age is? 72. <laughs> nah, go on. 28.7. 29.3 You were very close but What do I win? Pride I, I, I do believe Stoke's average age for the squad's about 24.8 So it says something about their players 
James McLean's about 35 now, don't he? Bumps Cousins yeah. quite old, to be fair, Jordan. Cousins, like, you look at their team, um, James McLean, you've got Will Keane in there, Max Power, Jack Watmore. I think Ben Amos is quite old. Nick, Nick Powell would still be a pup now if he was still away. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, there's one player to watch out for is Will Keane. Because yeah. he's in my fantasy football as well. So I guess they, Will Keane and Nick Powell, I believe, would have played for each other at Man United. So, um, yeah, they would. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I was trying to think of the dates. Yeah, they probably would. Um, any more stats? No, that's all I've got from me. Good, uh, Dan. Who's the referee for Wednesday, mate? So Samuel Barrett is the name. I've not heard that one. First ever championship game for him. God. So he's refed Wigan four times. He two Wigan wins, uh, a draw and a defeat for them. Last time he refereed Wigan was a one-one home draw versus Bolton in April. Obviously, well, I say obviously, uh, he has never refed Stoke. So he's been an EFL official since 2020. Just to fill some information on him, uh, he used to be at Halifax as a footballer actually when he was 15. Uh, he got an injury, put him out for nine months. Whilst he was injured, Grandad said to him, "Why don't you take a refs course? Uh, keeps you, you know, keeps you fit, keeps you going, gives you something to do. It's a good thing to do." And it turns out it was because he he never apparently never really recovered from the injury. Had to retire from football, took up refing, and just a few years later, here he is now in the uh, in the second tier refing. So. Uh, well done to him. I think he's quite a young official as well. So hopefully he's uh, a decent one. <laughs> well, hopefully he doesn't make a name for himself, mate, and he just lets the game flow and just keeps his head down. I can't imagine he's going to want any headlines. Uh, Not in his first game, is he? No, no. He's not so, let anything slide, is he? But also means, does that mean he's going to be a bit nervous about giving penalties and stuff like that, which might be definite penalties? Something to look out for. Yeah, these things, they, they all matter. To a referee who's not going to want to have anything, it's going to matter. Who just, just, just to you know, slightly go off topic here, but very briefly because we're you know tough time. Who would you consider to be your the best referee in the country right now? Oh, what the hell? Um, good question. That done. Is there a referee that you get if we ever got? Oh yeah, he's a good referee. Yes. I'm I, just having a pick bit of a Google here. Um. I just think Mark to get Oliver some names up. Mark Oliver isn't too bad. Mark Oliver, I think the thing I like about Mark Oliver from a young age, he was never he, if it was if he was a decision, he seemed to make that decision. He wasn't one who like well, yeah, I'll give it if it's if it's for Liverpool, I'll give it. If it's against them in front of the cop, I'm not gonna happen. Like, you know, he was sort of like, no, it's penalty, it's penalty, it don't matter who's playing. He he, st- he sticks to his gut, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, I think Clattenburg was a good referee when he was around. He was. Yeah, he was. Same with Howard Webb. He was a brilliant referee. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, Howard Webb was probably my favourite, if I'm honest with you. Um, I'll tell I think you he had respect from players and everything, didn't he? One who I love was Mike Dean. I, I love him. Not as much as he loves himself. <laughs> he loves <laughs> himself, gotcha. doesn't he? What about Andre Mariner? Bloody hell. <laughs> Anthony Taylor and Michael Oliver is apparently the... No, been nominated the the best referee in the in the uh, the UK right now. Michael Anthony Oliver. Taylor, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that, just says it, that says it all. 
<laughs> yes, yes. Anyway, let's move on before it turns into a too long a pod. Um, so uh, let's hear from uh, the man himself. So Mr. Graham McGarry. He, I don't know if he's had a single prediction right this this season. I'm going to be honest. I don't think we have either. <laughs> um, but let's see what his prediction is again. Well, the games are coming thick and fast for Stoke City. They're back in action again on Wednesday night when they go to Wigan Athletic. Both sides beaten at the weekend. And for Stoke, of course, that was their third straight defeat when they're going down to promotion contenders Norwich City. The one good thing might have been the late goal coming in from Nick Powell that might just kickstart his season and get Stoke back up the league table because that's where they need to be. They're slipping down rather slowly, but they're going the wrong way. And fingers crossed they can take advantage of a Wigan side that have problems both on and off the field. And it's down to Stoke to take the game to them. As Alex Neal says, it's all about result. Never mind the performance, never mind the shots on target, never mind the chances you've missed. You've got to get results. That makes the supporters happy. Well, I think the supporters will be happy come around about quarter past ten on Wednesday night because I'm going to go for Wigan Athletic 1, Stoke City 2. So, uh, Graham's gone for a 2-1 Stoke win. So, Graham, I don't know what glue you've been sniffing, mate. Um, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> he's gone for a, a win. Um I'm going to come back to you boys at the end. I'm actually going to give you my team predictions, actually. So I've gone a bit of an overhaul. So I've I've changed formation a little bit. It's nothing dramatic. So I've gone for a 4-1-2-3 type formation. So Bursic in goal because there's no one better for me at the minute. Uh, You've got Clark at right back. Left back is Josh Tymon if he's still alive. Uh, Wilmot and Suter will make up the two centre-backs. I've then got Jordan Thompson in the defensive midfield type position. In front of him is Nick Powell and Baker. And then the front three, you might have been thinking, where the heck's Fosu? He's playing up front or a kind of floating left attacking player, if you like. So Fosu is going on the left. Brown is going on the right. And Gale is going to head the lineup in the middle. Not bad. Yeah, that's just a little bit different. No, that, that is a bit different, and I like it. And I'm going for a scrappy, undeserved 3-1 win. Sorry? God knows why, mate. Blind You're faith asking and all that. Graham what he's sniffing. Yeah, I've, I've, I've got the whole bo- bottle of glue <laughs> I've been sniffing by the sound of it. Can you have a scrappy 3-1 win? <laughs> um, I'm just going to say it's going to come off of Laurie's backside. Or some, it, it, I just, it's not going to be pretty, I don't think. So, yeah, um, I don't know how that looks, but what, what's yours then, Dan? So, what happens if Timo's injured still? Fox will come in, my dear. Well, so. if Timo's, yeah, Fox would come in and I'd still play Fosu up in his position. I'll give it Okay. So, I've gone, same as you, basic and goal. Um, I've kept the back four as it is on the understanding that Timo's injured, but I just, you know, make it make it be known to everybody that as soon as Josh Tymon can bend over and tie his laces, uh, he'll be fit enough for me to come in and <laughs> replace Morgan Fox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yes, uh, Will Watson jags in the middle, Fox at left back. I'm going to go Baker and Thompson shielding the defence, I think. Not that uh, Joshua Wren has been absolutely terrible. I don't think that's the case. I just think we need to freshen something up and We've got to make some changes. And, uh, yeah, to me, Thompson uh, for Lorraine is one. Powell, 
is going to play in front of them instead of Smallbone. That's another change. Uh, Fosu gets his place on the left. I'm going to give the lap a run in up front. And the right-hand side is either Tyrese Campbell, if he has um, recovered from his illness, get well soon, Ty, or if he hasn't, then DiMaggio Wright-Phillips can get a run out for me on the wing. Uh, I, I'm i quite happy for Gale, for Brown, that Rio, DiMaggio. Uh, but yeah, for me, it's Ty, and then I think yeah, DiMaggio, for me, would get the, the nod just to have a run out, to be honest. And like I say, I think the team is freshening up and they need to understand some of them that it is a squad game. And if they aren't performing, there are players there who are willing to have a come in and take their chance. Okay, score prediction? Uh, I'm going to go for a 2 nil win. Okay, lovely. Um, Andy, any major changes? Um, not really. Um, I'm gonna go with rather than a four one two three. I'm going for a four two one three. So um, burst King goal. Um, Harry Clark right back. Obviously, if timing is fit enough to tie his laces, as Dan says, even if he can just stand up, he's fit enough to be in my team. So he go at left back. But if not, Fox will keep his place. If Sutar's fit, you know, bring Sutar in. If not, keep Jags in there, and I'll have Ben Wilmot partnering him. And then I'm having Baker and Thompson as the two midfielders who are sitting further back with Powell playing the attacking midfielder. And then I'm going to go with Fosu on the left. I'm going to bring Tyrese in as a striker and then give DiMaggio a bit of a run out on the right-hand side. DiMaggio, okay. Interesting. We've all, we've all gone with quite different teams, which is unusual. We don't normally go that, that dramatic, to be honest. But when we've think... lost three on the bounce... I think one thing we have all gone for, though, is we need just to freshen it up. So we've all gone in there and said, make some changes. Yeah, yeah, 100%. We, it can't be the same team. It, it, it not Again, not that it's been disastrous overall. It, it just needs a change to try and find a magic formula, stumble across it. Christ, when I think about Mark Hughes, did that on a number of occasions when things are going wrong, he just... Somebody got injured, stumbles on another player, and it all works out. So that's what that's what Alex Nil needs. Don't care who it is, just just find someone who can put the bloody ball in the net. So yeah, um, to be honest, I think that's going to be about it. I mean, anything else you boys want to talk? Anything you think we've missed? Uh, Dan normally play, comes up with something. Wigan play with wing backs. Yeah, three five two, isn't it? James McLean, yep, yeah, left wing back, and Derek Waugh. Tendai Derekwa. Uh, Jordan Cousins is in there with Max Power, the greatest name in football. Max Power. I think it's actually Maximilian Power. That's even better. It's even better, isn't it? Um, but yes, that's uh, that'll be interesting. Um, if Sutar is fit, he could even change formation. He could go back and try and match them, couldn't he, with their own wing backs? Mm. Seeing as the uh, formation we're playing now isn't working, not working currently, of course. <laughs> let, let, I mean, let, let, let's see how it pans out. I mean, I think we've all gone for wins. I don't know if it's out of just blind stupidity or, or whether we just we're just hoping we're grasping at anything, mate. We, but, we haven't um, said goal scorers, have we? Oh, to, uh, well, I'm not going to say Gale. Last time I said he was going to score a hat trick, I'm looking wrong there, don't I? Yeah, you said um, he was going to score. You keep saying, oh, yeah, if I say it every week, it will happen. Well, it clearly. It's making him feel nervous. Do you know what? I'm going to go Fosu 
Powell. I'm going to say Powell's going to get two and Fosu's going to get one. Yeah. I think Fosu will grab one and I think Powell will grab one. Copycat. Dan? I am going to say Powell and Dolap. I, I heard the F. I heard the. <laughs> You can't have three people predicting the same goal no. scores. I, I was expecting you to say something like Suter's going to pop up in the 70th minute and score a bicycle kick from 20 yards out from a corner. He'd probably do his bloody knee again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ, probably would. Um, right, well, for anyone who hasn't already, I, I've mentioned this every other week. So, uh, yeah, Facebook group, go to Every Step Along the Way on there. We've had quite a few new people join in the last <laughs> week. Um, Twitter is every step along as always um, and as a reminder after every game Dan puts his man of the match out whether it's deserved or not we have one every single week so please make sure you vote on there uh, leave us any comments and then his audio and we'll always make sure it's on um, obviously Andy I know you'll be at the game um, so mate enjoy it see you all Wednesday then alright thanks everyone see you soon away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for McDonald's Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.